Time Podcast, episode number, I think this is 120, right? 120? Smoke up. That sounds right. 420. Smoke up, 420, episode 41420. Uh, I am your usual host, Jared. We took last week off. You may have noticed. I don't know that anybody missed us all that much. I don't think I. I don't think I, I missed us. I didn't hear the screaming in the streets or anything like that that I usually do. So things seem to be okay. Uh, but we are back this week, and we are here to talk about some video games. I'm your host, Jared. I'm joined by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. I have a very sleepy kitty. All right, oh, and that's not a euphemism either. It's a literal. It's a literal thing. Uh, what is your kitty's name, Jay? So that everyone Maximus. knows. And so there you Thank go. You. Now you have the secret answer to Jay's bank account in the future. Ah, oh, shit, you do. Uh, <laughs> we also, of course, have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hey, I'm not messing with anybody's knobs. And, but I am available to have my knobs mess with. Oh, very good, very good. And we are also joined by Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey, everybody, I'd rather be playing Dark Souls now. Who, who did my favorite thing ever, which is took the day off work to play Dark Souls. Yep. He also loved the chat, which is ironic because we're not talking about it. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until I'm done playing the game, I'll be out of the chat. <laughs> he can't take the risk. No, no, nobody else is playing not, Dark Souls. No one, yeah, no one knows. No one knows is, uh, That's fine. He probably you know. didn't grab it that much. <laughs> <laughs> this is like you're like you're like you're like sparing yourself from spoilers that are never going to exist. I mean, you got to yeah, remember you're this. Actually, is... you're going to be the one doing the spoiling. This is like his you're, one you're, special. You're, you're thing. the danger, Doug. You are Walter. Yeah, you're the, you're the danger to all of us. So why don't you keep yourself in quarantine until we get to it? I think I think you're all crazy. There's nothing to spoil here. Like I guess the. Oh, yes, no, I'm spoil Dark Souls right now. Everything ends up badly. Nobody's what? happy. Everybody's going to die. <laughs> what I need to know is, what if you end up not linking the fire? Oh, like Donald, Donald, Donald Trump becomes president. <laughs> is that? Oh, shit. That's how that happens. It. Oh no, that's the ending. Donald he, Trump's final boss. Oh, so he's he's Gwyn, Lord of Cinder, he, he or whatever. He's Gwyn, Lord of Cinder. I, I'll tell you what else. Jon Snow is actually alive. He is. Well, yeah, he's doing good. He's fine. He's the second to last boss. Things are going. Do, do, do we find out what's going on? Um, with with Rick, Rick Grimes yet? With with old Ricky Grimes? Uh, yeah. I don't like, know that, what happens to him. I don't know in, that in anybody's. Oh, in Dark Souls, he has a club. He becomes he, uh, he becomes hollow. Doug, what's your what's your character's name? Tylat. Oh, okay, you didn't name him like Meat Man or something. No, I I have a, I, I use Tylat for almost everything. I've I've already decided on what I'm going to name my Dark Souls character. What's he going to be named? Kansas. Well, like the band. Or I suppose most people would think of the state first. No, I think hey, of the band. I, okay, there we go. I hope you... I, that sounds pretty sweet, too. Uh, all of this is good. I'm going to name mine Poopy McFarterson. Uh, that's why usually... Not, why not Poopy McPoopface? I don't remember what I named my Bloodborne character, but they're all stupid names like that. I can't... I know all my character names from I Bloodborne. I don't remember. It's been too long. Done. I know all my it. character names from everything ever. I played with a guy called Bilbo Saggins, and that one made me laugh. Bilbo Saggins? Yeah. I like that. That's pretty I, good. I, I do at least one, this is real, I do at least one Game of Thrones cosplay for each Souls title that I play. So, um, I have Oberyn in Bloodborne. Yeah, That's one of my characters. <laughs> I've got uh, Jamie Lannister in the original Dark Souls. Um, and then in Salt and Sanctuary, I have Arya Stark. So, I don't know who's going to be in Dark Souls 3 yet. Aren't these all I, just like characters in armor without helmets, and that's that's the, the cosplay is complete? 
It's been done. No, no, you have to do it. You have to do it right. Like my Oberyn character, he's got um, Henrik's robes, which are the gold robes in Bloodborne, and he's got the gun spear as one weapon, and he's got the soft spear as the other weapon. Make you the Podrick. Do the cosplay right. Make yeah. Podrick. <laughs> yeah, we want Podrick. <laughs> Why not Hodor? I'll do Hodor. We want a Hodor character, please. The memes Hodor. will be so strong if you do that. Well, I, I will spoil it. I don't. I don't think Hodor has a little child you can use as a club. In the game, so it won't the be the thing with uh, with the right, Podrick. He says you need to find the really big lands. I, I, I'll do Podrick. I'll do Podrick. I'll do, do the old little potato face Podrick. Okay, as long as you promise. I promise, but I'm gonna do Kansas first and then I'll do Podrick. What is Kansas's weapon of choice? Open um, fields, probably <laughs> cup of corn, <laughs> uh, somewhere over the rainbow. There's a, a kettle in the game. You just put popcorn in it and you just pop it. <laughs> I think I think I think I told I think I told everyone like what Kansas's only exports are. It's basically just corn and flatland and dust. I mean, it sounds about right. I don't think I've ever been to Kansas. No, wait, I've been to uh, I've been to Kansas City. I've I've lived in Kansas. Man, that's the life. <laughs> it's 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 not bad. Uh, I know um, Jay, I love how Jay has lived in like the middle of nowhere and Manhattan. No in between. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's no in between. I, I lived in Kansas and I lived in New York City, and that's literally it. It's like it wasn't a gradual shift. It's not like I lived on the suburbs and then moved and all that kind of stuff. It's just like nothing and then everything all at once. Yeah, that's a totally normal. That's a, that's a, a normal experience. <laughs> the average person is like that. They've they've lived in San Francisco I, I, and then a little bit of time in uh in like Iowa. Say and then and then this is the thing. I want to make it clear that that I was born in New York and I lived in New York like maybe the earliest years of my life and then my mom moved me out to Kansas for a while. But that was pretty short lived. Then she moved me back to New York. It was um, like a summer abroad. But in Kansas. <laughs> but in Kansas it's it it like a couple of years abroad. What's you know, a I, I, What's a fun thing to do in Kansas before we leave it? Um, Nothing. I guess you can kill yourself. This is is what you do. You you take a a garden hose, right? Okay. And you leave it in the back of your friend's pickup or whatever, right? And then you run into their their house and freak out. And you're like, oh, there's a fucking snake in the back of your truck, right? Like a snake, a snake. What do you mean a snake? And it's like, yeah, come on, dude. And you you come come out to the truck and you show them um, the garden hose. And like, fuck, there's a snake in my truck. What do I do about it? Um... That's it. There's not a lot to do in Kansas. <laughs> that is that is quite the rib tickler, isn't it? You know what people do for fun in Wyoming? What do they do for fun in Wyoming? Oh my god! Hey, <laughs> Louis! Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> was that was that too soon? <laughs> right from the headlines of 1993, wasn't it? I know, that, I know that one's not making it in. Uh, oh, man. Oh, fuck. I probably should write down that timestamp. Just in case. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, maybe we'll see if we can partially edit that to leave the hint. <laughs> I don't know. That's awful. Um, all right. We missed... I didn't, I didn't know Podrick's last name was Payne. Yeah, Podrick Payne. Uh, He's the lead <laughs> character on the House of Payne. But... <laughs> Max Payne's uh, ancestor. But we got a lot of games to talk about here, so let's let's jump into the news. 
Uh, Ooh, I, 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 there, there's something that that I want to talk about real bad. Okay. What? Uh, so, well, so let me clarify that it's been a couple of weeks, so obviously a lot of things have happened, and so I think we're gonna just try and talk about like the the high points that have managed to stick with us in the backs of our brains. Jay, what's yours? Tracer's bottom. Okay. Yes. Or- her, her, her backside. So her, this has been her, her glutinous flaps. If you're the type, if you're the type of person who cares about video game character butts, this has been a harrowing couple weeks for you, <laughs> uh, an emotional roller coaster, if you will. Because first, people noticed that this character had an ass, uh, much like a lot of the other characters in Overwatch. Uh, yeah, I would say most of them that seemed to be sexualized a bit. And so they complain about it, and Blizzard says, you know what, you guys are right, it is out of character, we're going to go ahead and change it. And then everybody's relieved, right? They're like, oh, world saved, crisis averted, ISIS defeated. And then it turns out Blizzard actually didn't change change it so much as make it much worse. <laughs> Which was beautiful. So, 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 so the original pose, I want to mention, the original pose is like an over-the-shoulder, right? It's, it's a dead-on shot of her butt and she's looking over the shoulder um, back at the camera and the thing about the pose is that it's a pose that's shared something like four or five different overwatch characters and it's a very like comic booky superhero pose right you turn you look at you look at a a poster for the next spider-man movie or you look at an advertisement for batman or something it's kind of the, the, the traditional this is how we're going to pose the superhero the thing that that really kind of stuck out about tracer is that her butt is just kind of there right it's like a really pronounced butt she's got a really pronounced lean in her hip um so if you turn her around and look at her backside it's not going to be something that she can't notice right it's just kind of how the character is designed um and blizzard knows this blizzard knew this from the very beginning it's like you know when when they sold all those tracer statues they're like oh here's a 150 dollar tracer statue and you're going to buy it because it's got a woman's uh a tight bottom in that so it's it's not like um, um, they passed this character through all this all these this um, testing and didn't realize that going out. Um, it was really only one person who who raised this alarm, and this person was like, "I'm worried my wife's daughter is going to see this thing, and she looks up to Tracer. Um, I'm just trying to be a good whatever." So Blizzard is like, "Yeah, okay, we weren't comfortable with it with the pose anyway," and what they change it to is actually a slice of All-Americana cheesecake. Um, it's a pinup girl. It's, it's, it's basically a sketch from a pinup girl. Someone found it right away. Someone found the pinup girl sketch, and now Tracer is in a pinup girl pose. Now, I guess the weird part about this story... Okay, the real weird part about the story is the fact anyone paid attention to it. Yeah, it the, like the, weird, the weird part is that it is a story. <laughs> Yeah. The weird part is that it's a story because I like it was something at the time that I wouldn't have even mentioned at the on the podcast. That's just something where I saw it. I actually saw it happen on the Overwatch forum. Um, I'm actually somewhat excited about the, the game, or I was until I yeah. found out how it plays. Um, and I read it on the forums as it happened. I just kind of passed it off. Oh, this is going to go nowhere. And the next day, every news site is reporting it. <laughs> this is the most exciting thing to happen in my week. Uh, a, a girl's butt is staring at me. I need to write a story about this. And there are multiple stories. Uh, there are people drawing lines, as always, as to, oh, yeah, it's too sexual. Or no, no, if the answer is to sexualize the men. Uh, uh, and it's all this back and forth. And was just like, we're going to change it into story. Don't report anything else. And, of course, everyone reports right away. 
uh, when the new pose is out. It, now, the new pose, oddly enough, is very widely accepted, right? And you can argue that, okay, Tracer is a fighter pilot. She harkens back to World War II. Um, when when pinups and cheesecake were kind of like the in thing, and now it's a, now it's a classy sexiness, right? It's not like it's not like before where she was just a sex object for sex object's sake. Now it's classy. Now it's a classy sexiness, and now it's a sexiness that fits more into her character, and that's why everyone's like, "This is great," except for you still have a handful of people still complaining that it's like the worst thing ever, and and um, their lives are destroyed because this this character is so sexy. Anyway. Um, I think the most we ever said about it is we just parried it on our April Fool's joke, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was our yeah. only joke. That was probably as much as it needed to be uh, <laughs> parodied to begin with. And, uh, and my thoughts have seen change, which is just a new in the heart. I mean, yeah, I, I just, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't know why her either. There's other women that have similar issues in Overwatch. It's not just her. It's not um, just her. I, I think I think the exact thing was that it's kind of like her personality, but at the yeah, end of the day, what does it matter? Yeah, she's made up 95% out of semen, Jared, remember? We're just, it's a, it's a, we're just par the course uh, for, you know, let's get mad at something. What can I be mad at today? <laughs> and tomorrow it'll be something else that'll be great, and we'll just be mad at that. One, one person who shall not be named went as far as recreating a 3D mathematical model to show just how deep and how clenched tr- Tracer's butt is. Um, to try and point out as an issue, and, and, and most people, for the most part, reacted the right way and ignored this person. What I want them to do is to find out that Tracer's actually transsexual. Okay, and it's a see, man's butt. I, I tried to start that rumor, and no one else would help me. I'm like, hey, guys, let's start this rumor. I, I bet it'll get people mad. Um, Where, where's her front pose, Pat? Well, I want to see that package. Special <laughs> delivery... <laughs> I, I know all this. aboard. I know that um, at X Express. I know that Tracer has a hard-on thing for a gorilla in the game, and I find that offensive. Oh, like like she gets with the gorilla. Like she gets with, like the white girl getting with the gorilla. What's that supposed to say? Yeah, what does that mean? What's that code for? Is that, what is that? Is it, oh man. Is is Tracer operating on CP time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but that whole that whole scandal doesn't. Uh, that I found it even weirder because to me, as a person on the internet, CP means something totally different. Yeah, it means something yeah. totally different. Uh, and so I thought they made an even worse joke. Like I'd never, <laughs> I'd never even heard that abbreviation before, that expression before. That's a new one for me. So, whatever. Uh, let's let's talk about happy things. Um, is it this weekend that the Doom beta starts? Yep. So uh, if you hadn't, if you didn't get a chance uh, in their closed beta, you should definitely. I'll go ahead and pitch in a recommendation. You should definitely check out uh, the Doom multiplayer beta uh, this weekend. Um, I thought in all the trailers for it that it looked very uh, Halo esque, like kind of the just they were aping Halo a little bit. Um, and so when I spawned into it, I was very surprised to find that they actually just made like an old classic id game uh, with with some modern sensibilities that I don't necessarily think always work. Um, but like that game feels so old school, it's crazy. So if you're yearning for like the old floaty shooters where you can't feel your footsteps, your character's just kind of gliding across the floor, uh, you know, at, at high speeds and your de- your default weapon is a rocket launcher. 
I can't fucking wait. This game is... Yeah, that, seems, that does seem really cool. I remember spawning into it, and uh, I just picked, like, the first class that popped up, and I'm like, oh, Assault. Okay, I'll just do that for now. And uh, I, I jump into the world, and I have a rocket launcher. I'm like, did I push... <laughs> I thought that I'd picked, like, support or something on accident. I was like... Because, you know, that's usually, like, there's the... There's the third character or something in like Battlefield who has the rocket launcher and like the the wrench set or something. So are they going with classes like other shooter games? It has loadouts like that, um, okay. and, and I think it's got like the creative loadout. So that's what I mean by modern sensibilities. There's kind of a Call of Duty uh, sort of similar vibe to it. So yeah, that's stuff. But is... you find like random weapons on the arena, uh, or is it whatever you brought with you. I don't know how that functions yet uh but it it seemed like uh it seemed like from what i was seeing it's mostly just your loadout uh i don't even really know i don't remember if i could pick up enemy weapons i don't recall um it didn't feel like there was a huge need to because you have a rocket launcher uh (laughs) but How, how many how many so is it just like not do you just get it? Is it? Is it? Do you have any amount of um, shots before you waste it? You might, but I never ran out. <laughs> like, That's pretty cool. It's just not that kind of game. Like it's like here's your gun, shoot everybody, and I mean, I like, imagine that you're you don't have a lot of longevity anyway. Well, and, and as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, it's not like one rocket to kill someone. Like it takes a little more than that. So uh, it's really more of just like the weapon type, I guess. It's it's probably two or three shots to kill someone on average. Um, with the rocket launcher. There's a bunch of other weapons. There's a ton of stuff. Uh, and there's a lot of things that I didn't... I just didn't play enough matches to fully comprehend a lot of the mechanics. So... How do you mean? You can summon demons. Oh, um, that's cool. And uh, so, like, your team can work together. And, and I don't really... I didn't, A, really understand how we were doing it. or And B, I don't know that I ever saw them when we did it. But you yeah. get... I'd get like a big message on the screen. It's like summoned demon. And then I heard like horrible things happening in another room, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't sounds, you know what it sounds like? It sounds exactly like World of Warcraft, Rocky Basin. I was, or no, I'm sorry. Um, the other one, Ultrac Valley. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess I could see that. I could see that comparison. Uh, but um, anyway, and actually, you know what? Before we move on from Blizzard, maybe we should talk about why the whole Internet's mad at them. Uh, uh, besides Tracer? Besides Tracer, yeah. Um, All right, what else do they do? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but they shut down, uh, what was it? What was it called? Nostralius? Is that yeah, it? Nostralius. Oh, that was gives a shit? Jesus Christ. Vanilla them. suck. <laughs> oh, man, we're, obvious, over it. we're obviously on opposing teams there. I thought Vanilla was great. I bet if you played it again, you'd be like, wow, this really does suck. Well, that's what Blizzard says, too. Uh, that's why they refuse to so, do it. This is, this, is, this is the weird thing about, about um, this particular story. Apparently, every once in a while, Blizzard would do these random shakedowns and bans, but there's really no rhyme or reason to it. And it's never without a stated goal, right? It's like they're shutting down this one private server, but... Um, they're not going to bother to go after anyone else who has a private server out there. Well, because they hope that it's high profile enough that they're like, oh, no, we should probably pack up, too. I don't want to get sued. Maybe. Because, like, they filed uh, a lawsuit against them and everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's harsh. Yeah, they're uh, they're not fucking around with it. But, see, I, 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 I'm kind of in the middle of this because I really would like um, Blizzard to do their own legacy servers. Um, you know, especially because they have this thing where they remove content 
that doesn't need to be removed, and they'll move content to newer expansion packs so that you know you can't access it from the old expansion packs um, at the old difficulties and get the old gear. And that to me has always bugged me. I'm like, you know, the, the thing that that bugged me the the the, the greatest out of um, them taking old content out was when they removed Battle for Undercity. I don't even understand what the point of that was. So <laughs> maybe maybe here's my question to you guys, you you wow people. Uh, who were able to hang on longer than me? Um, is WoW good? Like right now? Not right now. Doug, is WoW good right now? Uh, I'm not playing. I mean, I guess <laughs> I, uh, is it... I enjoyed leveling up through wor- worlds of Grainor and okay. Yeah. Then then just stop playing once this, you're. <laughs> this is this is this is the thing about it. It's like Warlords of Draenor was um a stronger expansion pack than than Cataclysm, right? Um. At the first, but wait, wait, wait. So at, I at let first. me let me. But you, you, but the end game of it, the end game basically ends up being um, an iOS game. I, you know, you you know these you know those iOS titles where you, where your your job is basically to just build a base and yeah, I've and heard, create I've heard units this. and resources. So that's basically what Warlords of Drainer is in the end game. Sit in your garrison and do yeah. do whatever you do in there. But and I did that for months and months and I was like I'm sick of this. So here's I did it longer than I should have. I have, I have two follow-up questions and I'm not looking for essays. I just want a very simple yes or no. So uh is wow good now? We decided mm, probably not. Uh was uh was wow ever good? Yes or no? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Doug. Yes. Was well, it- if you look at my time played, I'm sure uh that has to have some mark of quality in it. Okay, all right. So, and then my my last question. This is very simple. Uh, when did WoW become not good? After Wrath. Wrath was good. Wrath was the last really good expansion, and then Cataclysm came, and that was it. Yeah, it, it went downhill after Wrath. Okay, so Cataclysm was the turd. Oh, Cataclysm was a huge turd. Uh, although I I enjoyed Mist of Pandaria quite a bit. Like this was good. This was like kind of um I I, I don't know I don't think it was as good as Wrath, but it was it was a lot better than But Mist did some fun was. stuff and then when they did Warlords Drainer, they're like, Well let's just remove the fun stuff. And then yeah. I was like, oh, and that's, okay. and that's exactly what I mean. It's like it's it's like you know, if I could if I could camp in in a server where Wrath is the end game or where basically you can go to Burning Crusade and that's the end game or Go to Mist, and that's the end game. I think that would be perfect. You know, I think I think that's that would be awesome. Um, what about that, Doug? Are you okay with that? I want new content, but just with <laughs> with the same, you know, gameplay things that they had in the previous expansions that I liked. I just want them to I, cater I, to me. <laughs> that's all I want. This is this is, this is the, the the big problem why it's why it's really not fun anymore. Um, and it's. It, and the fact that every class plays exactly the same. Yeah, that, like, that that's a huge problem. It, it it doesn't matter what you roll anymore. Like you could you could you, everything is just kind of the same. A warlock plays the same as a mage. Mage plays the same as a shadow priest. Um, you know, all range classes play exactly the same. All melee classes play exactly the same. It's just they they balanced it to death. And, I think and, they're and trying to fix that in the new one, but I, I I'll have to wait and see. I, I know I'll get it. I will. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I managed to get every single one. Um, I got Burning Crusade and and Cataclysm like on day one. Wrath and Mist, I had to kind of wait a little bit before I got back into the game. And then Warlords, um, Warlords was the last one to draw me back. And I think I'm I think I'm kind of done. I don't know that I can do it with Draenor. Um, I'm sorry, with um, Legion. 
I'll give it a shot. Okay, yeah. Doug will report in and let us know how good it is. So, anyway, I think the I think the general consensus, uh, it, the community's mad about it, but I think everybody's relatively reasonable about it too. Which is the consensus is they have every right to take it down, but just it's kind of a dick move. That's pretty much it. Um, I, I think, and um, talking about balancing games to death. Let me just let me just hit on one one thing one last time. That's the last one I ever mentioned on the podcast. That's a, okay. The division. All right. Oh, the, the division. division. I don't even know that I was that sick of the division. Um, but it was it was like I I don't know. It, it almost feels as if Massive doesn't know what they're doing in terms of balancing the content, and it's like they looked at the past of every single other video game. Um, they looked at what Destiny did, and and um, and they looked at what games like World of Warcraft did and they paid attention to exactly none of it because they're repeating all the same mistakes and their answer to balancing the game is turning it into like a Korean MMO grind. <laughs> Those are fun. I've heard some it's people talking about the grind and it sounds like it's pretty harsh. I mean, except As for the part where you, right don't get the, you don't get the big titty chicks with no clothing, which, you know. Right, yeah, you, you just get a bunch of lesbians. Um, not even the hot kind, like the real lesbians. Yeah. Aww. That's one hundred percent true. Fun. Almost everyone, almost every woman you run into in that game is a lesbian. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> well, is it? Isn't like, New York uh, just like that though? Like Jay, don't you just walk down the street and there's just no, lesbians? Uh, that's, that's, how, that's, that's how it was when I was there. Presented too is so weird. Like you know, you're talking to someone and they go like, "Oh, hi, yeah, you know, my wife hates me," and I'm like, "Okay, that's <laughs> have nothing to do with what we're talking about." But all right, yeah. That's the, that's the thing. They're not even like like happy lesbian relationships. They're all lesbian relationships that are in ruins. So like yeah, all exactly. of them, because women can't women can't be friends. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's weird, man. It's like I mean, how can you be friends I, I with someone? I don't know what they were trying to do. How can you be friends with someone when their ass is so deep? Like, and, then, and your ass isn't your ass isn't that deep? Like. Ah, oh, fuck Janice. Her ass is too deep. You you you, you, you put your tongue in there once and you're sucked in forever. Yeah, that's it's like a black hole. <laughs> pretty you rough. can't get out. Help me. Send help. Let's uh before we talk about games, uh let's hit on King of Fighters real quick. Um you guys yes. mentioned uh, I uh, who's who's porting it over? Who is responsible for this? What do you mean? It, what was it, it, Lucio? Is it's someone there's like a company that stepped up who's gonna bring it to us atlas atlas is going to do the atlas is doing it. oh that's right that's right i mean it's good because atlas usa is usually pretty good with this yeah i was gonna say they'll be they'll be faithful uh to it uh atlas is faithful to a fault sometimes mm-hmm. uh, with, yeah with japan yeah. um where, whereas <laughs> nintendo's like we should change everything for no reason. <laughs> For no reason to make you everyone. Put him in the first place. I don't care. I'm not comfortable with this conversation. Let's just change it to ellipses. Um, <laughs> King of Fighters is probably going to be uh, unabashedly and unapologetically Japanese, which is good. Um, yeah, that might that might be true. I don't know that it matters. It's like yeah, no, it, 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 it. It's not really why you play King of Fighters, right? Yeah, I, I, what, what I, what I, what I, what pulled me in was like the ridiculously large roster that they're releasing this game in, and it's going to be like two point five D, um, and what, like what Street Fighter is doing, and the character models look good. Their lighting and shaders are pretty terrible. Uh, hopefully, there's time to fix it, but um, the character models overall look good for something that's jumping to this format for the first time. But the roster 
is like an impressive roster, and and they don't yeah. do that every King of Fighters. Like like eleven. And they have some and, of the biggest characters. Yeah, it's also those, it's been ones. a while too, hasn't it? Been like six years since. Yeah, so King of uh, SNK was kind of stuck in hell doing pachinko machines. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just like Konami's going to be. Well, they got bought out because basically what happened is that they never kind of like understood that arcades were over. Right. And they ended up, you know, having to declare bankruptcy. And then they basically were put into doing pachinko machines for their like their franchises. And then I guess the last thing I heard is that their founders didn't buy it back, but they basically huh. made a second SNK company. Then they bought back their rights to their franchises. And then they kind of brought the original team back. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's called SNK something else. SNK uh, something. Playmore. SNK Playmore. Right. So that's the new company. That's weird. So, so anyway, I just, I'm just happy to see them back because I always like SNK games. Um, I know that they are kind of like niche, I guess, in the United States. Um, I don't know, but I don't I know that. that's true. I mean, in some circles, I think they're pretty popular. Like if you're into fighting games and you're going to know who they are. And right. Like, like I, I, if you go to Evo, it's it's the draws are always like Street Fighter and, and King of Fighters, right? Um, you know, and then I, I, I think like basically any, any convention you go to, and, and most, um, most people know or, Metal Slug, you know, right? Yeah, or, or like even even just like the Neo Geo in its entirety. I think most people are pretty. If you're semi into games, like you probably you probably didn't have a Neo Geo, but like you probably know about it. Yeah or, yeah. or like I think everyone you know what I think everyone would recognize? You know the you know the Neo Geo cabinets, like the red arcade cabinets that have the yeah, multiple games. I, think that's more... I would I think anybody'd probably recognize those and be like, Oh, I've seen that, you know. But uh yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with that. I think um you know, I I, I don't know, there's a there's a bar in um in New York called Barcade, uh, you know. And I had a birthday you party never took there. Me you there you what happens there? <laughs> Bart, it's exactly what it sounds like. You 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 get a like a twelve dollar drink, and they're really tasty drinks, so they're worth it. And they have enough alcohol. Um, what of all the stuff that you know about me tells you that I wouldn't want to get drunk and play video? You've never been here long enough. <laughs> you like here during the day for like four hours, and then you yeah, that's on. enough time to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> They don't have anything to drink of forty. <laughs> yeah, Doug, Doug knows all about it. Okay, Jay, maybe you don't want to drink a 40, but that's probably just you don't want to play into stereotypes. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. You're the only black guy here. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, let me tell you, this weekend, Doug pounded uh, a St. Ides. uh, It was good. And I want to say, I wasn't paying attention to King of Fires at all until I looked up my Shiranui's sprites. And boy, boy, oh boy. She, she, they haven't shown her new um, her new model. I like what I see. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't shown her new models, but she's going to be in the game. Yeah, she, I, it's, they, they have a few. Get, new get ready too. for the. Uh, get ready for the scandal ready, there. For the three D model of my Shiranui. I can't can't wait to hear about how big her ass is. I can't wait to see the ridges on those. <laughs> Please, dude, my Shiranui is not not about the ass, and you know it. Oh, I, mean, I know what I know what I'm looking at right now. Is one of the characters in King <laughs> of a, Fighters? Got a few, um, what's that? Is one of them a T Rex wearing like a cape? That's King of oh. Dinosaurs. Yes, yeah. he's, he's going to be in this one. 
Oh, he's so he's king of that's his name is king of dinosaurs. Yeah, that's his name. What king the f- of fighter swords? So, so that's the other thing. That's the other thing I'm really excited about because they have a ton of new characters as well. Um, he Doug is talking about my assets, but um, they have a character named Alice. Alice, I, I think her last name's unconfirmed, um, but she's looking very white girl hood rat, and I can get behind that. Also, look up uh, Angel. Oh, good. I can literally get behind that. All right, I gotta stop. I gotta stop <laughs> doing this stuff. Um, Doesn't. But take... no, I'm 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 very excited about all the new characters as well because SNK is usually uh, pretty good when they introduce new characters. It's not like you're not like pieces of shit like a certain other fighting game company. I mean, a guy um, a, a T Rex wearing a cape is as good, yeah, as, good as it can ass. get in my book. That's, that's pretty There's the sprite I was looking at for my oh my oh. <laughs> Oh my! All right, let's see what's got Doug so excited. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, classic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute myself for a bit. <laughs> um, oh, that's one of our best sprites too. It's as good as it gets. All right, let's let's move past uh, this and uh, let's let's turn the jiggle down a little bit and the ass size down. Mm. <laughs> Uh, should we? Is that the sound of turning it down? That's the sound of turning it down. Should we talk about uh, Hyperlight Drifter first? It's kind of what I'm most curious about because I feel like it had a crazy amount of hype and it came out and then I never really heard anything about it again. That might be because it's too fucking hard. I so I saw this and I saw it posted on Rock Paper Shotgun uh, that it was too hard. And, and I never agree with those guys on anything. Like it, it anything Rock Paper Shotgun says. I tell myself I'm going to feel the exact opposite. You just don't have a choice. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a thing that happens. But so what? It's it's um it's a it's a top down like action RPG ish game, uh, that was supposed to take some inspiration from Dark Souls and Zelda. Do you... Right, and that's 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 kind of what it feels like. It, it feels like Dark Souls and Zelda, with a very trippy kind of, uh, a chip tunes music video, vibe. I would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it, there's a story, but it's like, good luck trying to figure out what it is. There, there is no text in the game like, uh, at all. That's what I, that was going to be my first question. Cause the whole thing yeah. seems, uh, very minimalist in that regard. It is, it is. Every once in a while you'll talk to a character and they'll tell you like a picture and stories. Um, and I guess they're telling you the mythos of this other hero that saved your life. Uh, and the only other thing you really get from it is that your character is dying throughout the course of the game. He'll he'll like occasionally stop and he'll cough up blood, and um, it looks very nasty. And um, you know, that's there's no doubt. Fun. Yeah. So I, you know, but there's not there's nothing to like extract from there. It's like, is he going to fight until he dies? Is he off to find a cure? Um, you know, there's nothing really behind that. You just know your guy is is sickly, um, and yet he's out there trying to fight monsters. And um, there's this uh, I'm sending it to the chat. There's this uh, promotional image that they use a lot. Uh, and whenever I see it, I can't help but think of like Evangelion. Exactly. I was going to say the same thing. It reminds me of that image in particular. reminds me of Evangelion. I get a little Evangelion and, and I get a little weirdly enough. I get a little bit of Metal Gear. It reminds me of Metal Gear Solid 2 when you're what? fighting. Oh, which one? You remember the you remember the part in two where you're standing on like the rig and all the all the all the gears are coming at you and you're like just oh yeah yeah you're just rocket launching them left and right, right yeah yeah it's, the um 
the Metal Gear Race series, yeah. So it's like a, it gives me like a vibe between those two. What are those things? Do you fight those or what are they? Um, I, as far as I can tell that they're like the ruins of this world. There's a lot of, there's a lot of ruined mechs everywhere. And the Evangelion thing is actually really spot on because you see those guys and like water's red. Um, you know, the oceans have gone red and all that kind of stuff. And it feels like, um, a, a world that's surviving after the end times already passed. Um, you know, there are, there are communities. There's, there's like a little city that you start in. Um, you know, you do meet other characters who have populated, you know, they're like churches, things like that. So there are holdouts of humanity, but it feels like everyone built these things up in, in a ruin. It's a very post-apocalyptic, I would say. Um, exactly like Evangelion. You know, that's what Evangelion was. So um, it, it, there's no doubt that there's some strong influences from that. Uh, some probably some from strong influences from other 80s anime and music videos, you know. Um, does anyone know know Die like D Y E? I don't that, think I do. That band because they do these like really freaky, um, almost nightmarish music videos. They have one K Y E. No D Y E. D. Oh D-Y-E. yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen yeah. them. Yeah. They have like like one music video where like these it, it's it's animated. Oh, it's like, is, is this the one where all the kids get killed in the pool? Yeah, that's the one. That's one of them. Yeah. Okay, I, I know these guys. Yeah, so so it reminds it re- almost reminds me of their music videos in a sense. It reminds me of some of the other um, very indie music uh, band videos that they'll throw out, um, like Trucker's Delight. It reminds me a little bit of that. And it's got this, it's it's a very cool aesthetic, and it's a very cool vibe to the game. Um, you know, and even the music, the music is very much, uh, you know, 80s chiptune kind of music. Um, but I guess style only goes so far. <laughs> Especially when you don't really know what, what's going on. Like, you're just, you're just kind of guessing as to where you're supposed to go next. Um, you're hitting walls for secrets. There are secrets to find, so it's very Legend of Zelda. Um, very Dark Souls in that sense as well, in that, you know, you'll be rewarded for trying to go hidden places. Um, you know, but but with no story that you can really discern, I guess it doesn't really keep you that engaged. Like, I understand what they were trying to do, and it's definitely experimental, and it's definitely pushing it more than, say, someone like Salt and Sanctuary pushed it, right? Like, like they just copied the, start, the Dark Souls formula verbatim, and you know, you can tell that, okay, this is someone just copying someone else's style. But in Hyperlight Drifter's case, you can tell that they're really trying uh, to shape their own narrative, and that's pretty cool. I just don't think it's a very successful experiment. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I think it's very hard to keep driven when you have that little sense as to what's going on. Like, even... Even even Bloodborne gives you, like, a very simple goal, right? Even, Even Dark Souls gives you a very simple goal. It's like... Okay, in Bloodborne, they say, okay, go out and hunt. Go out and kill beasts. Um, and it's really hard to tell what I'm doing in Hyperlife Shifter. Like, I think I'm looking for someone. I'm not sure. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just really don't know what my goal is. Looking for a tuberculosis uh, vaccine. <laughs> that might be it, too. Who knows? Um, and the difficulty, it's just, it's really a difficulty that, that just ends up being not fun. Like, it- if, if I get... I was going to ask, is it like, um, is it like, oh, I fought this guy and he was hard now, and I died, now I have to fight him again? Or is it like, oh, I fought this guy and he was hard, and now I died, and I have to go through the entire zone again to get back to him? It's the, it's the first one, because, you know, the, the checkpoints are pretty close together. Okay. Uh, the checkpoint system is pretty good. But it, 
you know, it ends up being this thing where, um, you know, the opening bonfire in Bloodborne. Yeah. All those guys. Yeah. It, every room is the bonfire. Mm. That's what Hyperlife Drifter is. Like, literally every room is the bonfire. Um, I'll get to one room, and it's like, here's this new monster. He fucks me up instantly. Okay, I get back to the room. I kill this new monster. And then two more of them pop up in the same room. Then I get to the next room. Now I'm dealing with three of those monsters. I'm dealing with four of some other guys. And, and I'll just go to a room. And I'll see the enemy set up, and I'll just like, oh man, I really don't want to go through this. I really don't want to fight all these Fuck things. this shit. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's and it's really kind of um, um, a trial by numbers. Like it feels like um, because there are so many enemies slammed on the screen, and because it's got such a um, a vibrant kind of very colorful aesthetic, um, it almost ends up being a little bit of an eye racer. Like I. It, you know, it's really it's really hard for you, for you to kind of separate out everything that's going on, and, and you just have shit flying from you from all directions, and it's a lot like a bullet hell kind of in that sense. But I don't like bullet hells. <laughs> I don't like those games. Um, yeah, and I and I think I think the difficulty starts to do the game a disservice after a while. Um, I'm like, you know, I don't want to if I get to a room where I see this many enemies, I don't want to put it down for a while. I don't want to touch it again. Mm. Um, and it's unfortunate because, you know, I think if the developers had kind of held off, held back a little bit, they still would have had a pretty striking difficulty level to the game. Um, like, it still would have been challenging, but it would have been challenging in um, a more palatable way, I think. In a way that... In a like, fun way. In a fun way. Yeah. So... <laughs> so, yeah, those are, those are my notes on Hyperlight Drifter. All right. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So, five out of five, right? <laughs> probably not. Probably not. What Sounds you, like a winner to probably, me. Probably more like a three, maybe. Yeah, like I, 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 I'm still bouncing it around in my head. I really like what they do with the aesthetic. Yeah, um, I mean, I it's like such a good-looking game. Like it's really good-looking. It's yeah. a, it's a sight to behold. Every time I've seen it, I've been pretty impressed by it. Um, and even like, even like character animations, like the hyperlight drifter himself. Um, like he's got some really slick animations. Even when he. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you saying that he really is Hyperlight Drifter? I, I'm, I'm assuming that's who he is. I, oh, I, I, I think so. Like, could... Officially, that was his name. No, I, it might be. You name him yourself, so I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, but he's he does, Kansas, he's Kansas Drifter. Kansas Drifter. He's, he's, he's a drifter, and he moves at the speed of light. Like you can, he has a dash where he can teleport instantly across, like a quarter across the screen. So mm-hmm. I assume he... that's who he is. I wouldn't know because they really don't tell you anything. <laughs> it could be Bon Jovi from the Bon Jovi cowboy song. But he could be. He could be Bon Jovi. Does, he might does be Kurt Cobain. Still, Who knows? Does he ride a still horse? He might he be Kurt Cobain. Um, no, he doesn't. But anyway, yes. I like 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 the animations. Um, even when he he keels over and starts coughing up blood, you look at it and you go, "Man, that is animated really well." Like that's a really good dying scene. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. So who knows? All right. Well, uh, that's uh, too bad, I guess. Is it something that you'd say, like, uh, pick it up in a sale? Or do you think it's like, if it's if it's not your type of thing, there's just nothing that's going to make it? I, I Yeah, I would say I just say pick it up in a sale if you're curious. Um, Titan Souls also comes to mind. Like, if you have the patience for Titan Souls, you probably have the patience for Hyperlight Drifter. Mm, yeah. Yeah, um, that's probably a good comparison. Yeah. So, they, they were right next to each other when I saw them at PAX, too. 
like oh wow yeah like one or, <laughs> one or two booths away from each other so maybe they shared secrets about how to make their games kind of obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> hey man how do you fuck with people oh <laughs> let me tell you um all right enemies cool. everywhere cool cool uh Let's go to the next one that I'm that I'm dying to hear about, which is that that uh, Dank Souls, Dank Souls Three. God, it's so dank. Is it good, Doug? Well, I spent all day playing it, so. Well, but yeah. that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't answer the question. Are we... It is. It is very good. Is I, it? I've enjoyed it quite a bit. Can you can you put it in a? I know you're not done, so like you can't you can't make any big commitments. But where would you put it in the in the rankings right now? Amongst the other Souls games, I don't know. That's kind of tough. I I didn't hate to like some people did. No, I like um, I like two. I I'd say it's I think it's a good mixture of one and two. Kind of I think the people that were pissed off at two, um, I think they'll they'll be okay. Because mm-hmm. this the zones are 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 pretty big. Like compared to especially like if you compare it to two, like I think it's to- the Fallen Giants area. When you really get down to it, it's kind of small. Mm-hmm. But e- each of these individual areas is is pretty damn big. Yeah, there's a lot of places like that in two where it's just like uh, a hallway, and then you're at the boss, and you know that was it. You're like, oh, I wonder what's down here. Oh, I'm out. But you know what I did like about two uh, that I know bugged a lot of people, but I, I liked how the aesthetic always changed. Right, like you'd go somewhere and like, oh, now I'm in a really dark room with a bunch of bright glowing green things, and now I'm in a swamp, and now I'm at the top of a mountain, and there's dragons flying everywhere. I haven't really seen that from Dark Souls 3. Does it feel like there's a lot of environmental variety or does it everything looks the same to me in that game? Uh, as of right now, no. I mean, I, I, I'm basically I'm not as far. Uh, I'm only a little bit further than like what all the clips you've probably already seen. Mm-hmm. I've only I think I've only been in a couple other bosses. Uh, and so everything still kind of does look similar. But there there is a little bit of variety there. I was in a swamp area that looked uh, a little bit different. OK, did you kill all the NPCs in the Firelink Shrine yet? No. You should kill them keep all. keep them alive. No, you should kill all of them. Yeah, try killing them all and see what happens. And then I'll save do, it. I'll do that in another playthrough. Yeah, just kill them all no, and no, save no, it no, all. No, do, it now. do it now. I heard, no. they all, I heard they all drop sweet loot and they thank you for killing them. Yeah, and you get the best ending for doing that. And they're all really easy to kill, too. Thank you, sir, for stabbing me in the face. Oh, so you have stabbed me, and that pleases me. Thank you. Oh, good. Why, uh, why, why, why do your Dark Souls characters sound like Bloodborne characters? Uh, yeah, you have the wrong timeline. I guess that is closer to uh, to a Bloodborne. Uh, it, yeah, I, the the Dark Souls characters are more soft spoken. Hello, Governor. I can't. I can't <laughs> Hello, Governor. It's me, Dark Souls Three Man. <laughs> what? Oh, now, now, now it's just Oliver Twist. How can I level ye up? <laughs> I'll, try, oh yeah, I'll try and do a different one. Would you like some more? Okay, here would we go. You, <laughs> would you like some souls, please? <laughs> oh, I think you. that one. Again. It was perfect. perfect. Most important question, I think. Perfect. You nailed it. That's exactly what they sound like. Thank you for coming to the Fire Lake Shrine. <laughs> I think I'm going to ask the question that I know the answer to, Doug. That is, have you met Patches the Hyena yet? I did, and he actually, right before I quit playing today, um, little fucker. Killed you? No, he didn't kill me, but he did trap me. Oh, really? Yeah, he did trap me. And I just, I got out of it, and then he begged me to forgive him, and so I did. I, you know what's funny? In, How many uh, times can you forgive that asshole? In all my Dark yeah, Souls playings, I think I've only seen him once. Really? really? Huh. Yeah. I don't know why, I just always miss him. Is he a spider? He's a spider. He was in Bloodborne. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also with Rachel. I actually think I might have only seen him in Bloodborne. Huh. I don't know why. It's because in Demon Souls? in the first Dark Souls. Oh yeah, yeah. There is Demon Souls. You're right. Um, he's pretty obvious in Demon Souls. Yeah, you don't. It's hard to miss him there. You know what Patches reminds me of? What the the it's a prank, bro? Videos because like <laughs> he'll do something and it's like horrible. He'll kick you into like a nest of of evil skeletons and then you get out of it and he's like, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's just a joke. Pissed it's a off. There's a, a camera right there. It's a prank. It's a prank. I know your fucking arms chopped off, but jeez. I actually, I'm actually really glad I encountered him in Bloodborne um, because it, it led me to some cool secrets. Oh yeah, him trying to kill me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's usually always a good time, and he, he like if, if you can survive his little his little later. trick, there's some loot. Yeah, yeah, and then that and then that's a that's a nice thing about souls in general. I think sometimes they'll they'll lead you to like really fuck up traps, but if you survive it, you get some good stuff for it. Have you? Is um, there? Um, have you found any like uh, Solaire characters? I have piece. But you haven't found like like anybody like him, like a bro, no. like a sun bro, like a sun I, bro. I, I mean, I've encountered sun bros, but not like a sun bro character. But not like not like somebody who's you know like super into cooperating. No, not yet. Oh, man, jolly cooperation. There better be someone who's super into it. Well, okay, there. I, I guess this isn't a huge spoiler, but they do a lot of callbacks to um, like series in general. So I wouldn't be too surprised if I see Solaire. That'd be so tight. I'd be super happy. Oh, so, I mean, so without um, I don't recall Solaire having a good ending. What, but okay, what, without he did for me. I saved him. Without oh, having too much, too much of it. Have you? Have you ran oh, into sorry. any? Have you ran into any relatives of um of the fire witches? Fire witches. Oh, the witches of Isaliath. Yeah. 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 Uh, I might have. I might not have read the description to know that it was them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. But I did fight a, a mage boss. Oh, really? It was pretty interesting. Some some of the bosses are are. I, I think one of the complaints that Dark Souls Two had is that all the bosses are are kind of samey, mm. and and I could understand that. But but at least the bosses that I've I've seen so far, outside of the first couple, uh, they all kind of have a sort of unique, unique way to fight them. Um, the one that was that you've probably all been spoiled anyway is the the big tree boss. I don't think I know the big tree. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that one. Actually. Is it like the? Is it like the great Deku tree? No, it's <laughs> the, a really big tree with egg sacs on it. Oh, gross! But oh, like cool. the thing with that fight is that you, there's only certain like there's the weak spots on the boss, and literally if you hit anywhere else, you you can't hurt the boss now there's always been like weak spots but usually you can hit the boss anywhere for the most part and hurt them a little bit yeah yeah right this one's not the same like you are really supposed to hit the weak spots because doing so otherwise you it will take you forever to kill the boss that sounds really cool actually yeah so you have to hit these certain spots to in order to kill him right hmm, that's interesting I, i you know i think i think um what i've seen of the bosses from videos and stuff they've looked very delicious in this game like they, they, like I see some of the bosses in the videos. I'm like, yeah, that looks like something I want to fight. Like yeah, I definitely want to fight that thing. It's pretty dope. It, it, I, it, I don't know if it's just because it's new, but it does seem a lot harder. Even just like the normal, a lot of there's a lot of normal enemies that are pretty fucking annoying to fight. Have you participated in some jolly cooperation? Yep, I have. Yeah, 
I like jolly cooperating. Me too. But sometimes uh, it, I don't. It, it doesn't help. And, and a lot of times like I'll, I'll have a, a partner and then he'll they'll both die. And then I've just got a, a super powered boss that I have to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, that's normal. That's how it works. This happened to me in Bloodborne a few Actually, times. Actually, the, the tree, when I killed the tree, both of my helpers died. And I was just sitting there running around shooting it with a bow, praying to God I hit its soft spot. <laughs> and I think I had no Estus and I had like a, the smallest sliver of health left and a few arrows and I finally killed him. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I feel like I'm like the, the exact opposite of, of you guys because I like taking all the bosses myself on the first, at least on the first run through. Um, and even sometimes on like my second character, I like, I like fighting all the bosses myself, no matter how many times it takes. Um, I, I think, um, I finally gave up on Abrida's Daughter of the Cosmos the second time in, in, um, Bloodborne on my second character. But I, I'm stubborn. Like I want to, I want to be able to say, yeah, I killed that one on my own and I'm very happy about that. And I got that achievement on my own. <laughs> See, I think we, I think we've talked about this before, but my, my philosophy is uh, these are games that take every advantage that they can over you, whether it's hiding enemies behind walls like bullshit or uh, a swinging trap that you don't notice that kills you in one hit halfway through a zone or just whatever. Uh, If they're going to do that, then I'm going to take every liberty I can. So for this game, like wikis, guides, friends, I don't give a fuck. Nothing's off the table. Hey, Jared, tell, tell the internet how casual you are with getting your guide. I love, I loved the, I had the original Dark Souls strategy guide, and it was great. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, Dark Souls to me is almost like a, uh, it, it's like a multi-part experience outside of the game, because I'm looking shit up all the time and checking, like, the Reddit for it, and, uh, you know, like, I, you, you get really involved in it beyond just playing through. That that is true, actually. I, I agree with you on that part. Like it's like it's um, and it's great talking with people about the lore online and and just like um, I guess the uh, thing that the thing is kind of special about it is like it actually has secrets and it has enough of them that you can't like ruin it all in one place. And so you can have those discussions with people of like, did you know you could get through that door? And you're like, what? There's a door there, and you know, like shit like that. Um, well, and then here's the th- I, like I'll, I'll always have like one character that I start in these games, right? And it's like I'll take that character and I'll do just kind of a blind run, and then I'll look online. I'm like, oh man, I missed all this shit. <laughs> so with the second character, I have to make sure like I hit up every single thing that I, I missed the first time around. God, and there's a lot of things where like if you miss them, you miss them forever. And yeah, yeah. Like so that, one of the things that uh, probably I'll, I'll end my my praising of it is there so you know jay when you were playing bloodborne there was like that uh i think it was the brain of mensis when you you hated that you just couldn't be out uh, in the open and it just oh uh, like, yeah yeah hurt the, you. Um, the night the nightmare of mensis that i just hated yeah. oh yeah and and there's also that the ludwig that just shoots like the gatling gun at you i mean i didn't hate that part i, I like that part oh but yeah there's now, something kind of similar early in the game the where, giant throwing spears right yeah and and i was like god this is really annoying because there's a bunch of loot you have to pick up <laughs> And like as you're running around, like unless you're you're like ahead of it, he'll just hit you with every goddamn one, and you have to they, just you're staggered almost all the time. They, but, they love that trick so much. Like, did you did you play um, Old Hunters? There's, I did. Um, but this one actually has a little bit of a twist. What's the twist? If you if you go a, a slightly harder way around and have to beat like this little demon boss, you can actually go climb up to where the giant is with the spears and make peace with him. 
And then he'll <laughs> just start cool. shooting arrows at the bad guys on that path. That's and it's pretty, pretty awesome, sweet. Actually. Yeah. And so then then he just doesn't bother you anymore. And he just he's a real bro. That's really cool. Yeah, and, and old hunters, I remember um feeling pretty proud of myself that I that I took on most of the um people in the first part of the Hunter's Nightmare, which is the first one you go in, and then the second half of this Hunter's Nightmare, there is this asshole who just shoots like he has these three guns lined up that he'll psych he'll alternate shooting at you. Um, you know, and if you get if you get you can get grazed by them and be okay, but if you take a full on shot, you're dead. It's like a one hit kill. Um they just love doing that shit in this in, in these games. But luckily they gave this one a workaround. Yeah, that's, that's cool. see that's and I like that. I and I like um I like that you get something for it, kinda, for doing it. Because yeah. I know in um in Bloodborne, like if you got around it, you didn't really get something it's like, Oh yeah, I'll just be your buddy now, but you have to behave a certain way. Um I- when he set up, when I made peace with him, I was still concerned that he was just going to be an asshole, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, I, like, tentatively walked out, and then I'm like, oh, God, please don't shoot me. And then he just killed everyone else. Nice. That's really cool. That's pretty sweet. Um, the One thing I did like that I don't think it was part of the other games, but you can just switch covenants, like, on the fly without incurring any sort of penalty. Oh, that's nice. So, like, that's oh, cool. if I want to be a sun bro, then I'll just switch to being a sun bro once you've joined the covenant. Mm-hmm. Or I want to PvP, so I'll just instantly switch over to the blue sentinels and so help people who are invading. You don't, like, lose all your progress or anything? No, it, it's all just saved. It's a, it's a static level. You can't lose it. Okay, that's cool. nice. And I, I've, I've never played, and I probably won't play them, but there's a, apparently a, a covenant called the Mound Makers, which they're basically just, like, a free-for-all. And so if you summon them, you don't know if they're just going to be dickbags and kill your, <laughs> your summons and you or if they're going to help you. That's kind of cool. That sounds exactly like the covenant for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like I, I, I love I love um, PvP in these games and I, I love, um, you know, I, I created a character in uh, Bloodborne who is a level 19 point character. I actually got her through, I would say, 90% of the game. I did everything but the one reborn and the nightmare. Um, and I got like the best suit. I hid it under her robes, you know, under her hunter gear, but she's got like the cane, her armor and the, the sword and all that kind of stuff. And I would just jump into random people's games. Um, and if I'm feeling cooperative that day, then I can help them kill the bosses really easily. And if I'm, if I feel like dispensing a little pain, then I go, go for it and no one can do anything against me. So, um, I don't know. I, I that, that's the part I like about the um, the cooperation. I like um, um, behaving in a manner that no one can predict. I will say there. They, I feel like there's a lot of more PvP while leveling up than I've seen in any any game before. Like you're getting invaded more often, or yeah, quite quite often. Like I, I've been invaded quite a bit. Um, usually, if I'm just walking around, I won't get invaded. But if I if I the second I get at least one co-op partner, I'm usually uh, invaded. all bets are off. Hmm. I mean, that's usually. I mean, you, when, first... I, when I was playing one, I didn't get that, but one had a uh, garbage matchmaking. So I don't feel like I've ever been invaded all that much. Not really in any from game. Um, really? Yeah, that's true. I don't think I've, I've been invaded either. Which I, I think which... they fixed that this time. I mean, it's, I mean maybe... it's happened, but it's never been a lot. Maybe just more people are into PvP this time. Like it's it's expanded to the point where there's a lot of people who are playing the game specifically for that. I think they've made it so much easier too that you can just easily find pvp if you want right right well the fact that you can change the covenants probably helps yeah that's Mm -hmm. true too all right well should we talk about quantum break 
No. Whole quantum break. Why don't you want to hear but, about Quantum Break? Let's talk about stories. How was your TV show movie game? TV show yeah, movie game. How was your TV show movie game? Have you have you watched the show? Yeah. Uh, it, so the way I don't know if we've really even talked about how it works or what it is yeah, or how anything. Does it work? So, uh, Quantum Break is a, uh, a video game from Remedy, uh, the people who made Max Payne and um, Alan Wake. Alan Wake, yes, and uh, it plays very similarly to both of them. It's a third-person shooter. Um, it's closer to Max Payne than it is to Alan Wake. I think Alan Wake had a very unique mechanic with like the flashlights and the way that yeah. you use light, and uh, it's definitely not like that. Um, it's kind of like a Max Payne that's like really hopped up. So you play as this guy who uh, is subject or witness to a time travel experiment that goes horribly wrong. And in the process, he gains super cool time travel powers. And so, that sound like it went wrong. Basically, now he's like Max Payne, except they've actually explained uh, you why know, he can bullet time, why he can do it. Um, and it's uh, it's kind of an interesting. So so basically, the story is you go and you meet your old like friend from years ago, and he's doing research at a university, and it's like a half life kind of thing where it's like uh, it's like late at night and no one's around, and he's like, let's do an experiment, and so you you oh, turn that always works. You turn on this time machine, and uh, while you're using it, um, your brother runs in, and your brother, I guess, used to work with this guy, and he's like, no, don't use the time machine, and he has a gun. And he, he like shoots something and it breaks the machine and it causes all kinds of trouble. And your oh, that was stupid. And your friend who was using the machine, he winds up going back, I think, seventeen years in time, and uh, founds an evil corporation that is uh, being very oppressive in the uh, in the current time where you are. So it's just kind of like on a whim. He's like, I'm going to go back in time and start this evil corporation. Well, so I, I guess this isn't even really a spoiler. This is kind of just like the entire premise. The idea is he goes and he sees, he actually sees that because of his time machine fucking up, uh, he sees that in the future it causes time to just stop completely and basically the world ends, like the universe ends as a result. Uh, and so he goes back in time 17 years and he starts this company called Monarch and uh, he starts it with the goal of trying to prevent, they call it the fracture, trying to prevent the fracture. And um, That's not sound very evil. And so, well, yeah, uh, but and it's not really pitched that way. Like they're, they're both characters who are pretty well-rounded uh, in that they're both like trying to kind of achieve the same thing, like your character and this other guy. And uh, actually, you wind up controlling him, uh, too. And th that's what's so weird. There's some really weird stuff that they do in this game. Hey, can I just ask a question? Yeah. Why didn't he just go back in time and tell himself not to build a machine? Dude, okay, so that's... Uh, would you you? <laughs> that's problem one, uh, which is all of this... I will, I will say I'm impressed how straightforward this story is. Uh, like when you're experiencing it, it's pretty easy to follow and you're just like, oh yeah, okay, of course, of course we're going to go do this. But after you turn the console off, if you sit and think about any of it, it all just falls completely apart. Uh, so like in the moments it works, but like any good piece of material that's based on time travel, it it's a complete fucking mess if you think about it any longer than 10 seconds. So try to avoid doing that if you can. Um, can, I tell, can I tell you something about the plot? Yeah, sure. The, the plot sounds like an episode of Captain Planet. He's our hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero. <laughs> there's totally there's there's an episode where the bad guys build a time machine and they're like, I'm going to go back in time and create an evil corporation um, because I can. Was Quantum <laughs> Break the monsters or were we? 
We're truly out of the quantum do, break. Do. This this truly was the quantum break. <laughs> you I, need to make quantum leap. I don't oh, that's think, a game I'd play. I don't think anybody said quantum break yet. There's a lot of terminology that is uh, unique to like their universe that they've created, and some of it's pretty weird and tricky. Um, I'm trying to think. There's there's quantum ripples that you collect. <laughs> and then you break them like glow sticks. I don't know what they do. I think they reveal parts of the story. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, and then, like, so the big thing, and, and what you guys have seen if you've watched like the trailers for the game and stuff, is there's what's called stutters. And stutters is basically just a period where time stops, and it stops for everybody but your character, uh, the other guy, like the other lead in the game. Uh, and it also doesn't stop for Monarch has actually developed like devices, wearable devices that will allow you to stay like moving during stutters. Um, but for, for most people, time doesn't move. And so um, you'll be surrounded by guys with guns, for example, and a stutter will happen. No one has any control over it, but it'll just happen. And everybody freezes and you go and take all their guns and run away. Uh, something like that. Um, Is it does it? Is it kind of like super hot or, or what? No, the, the stutters are totally, uh, they're more like set pieces than anything else. Okay. There's not really any gameplay involved in them. Uh, they happen at like pre-scripted times. Uh, there is some platforming that, that uh, uses the stutters a little bit. Um, and there's some combat towards the end of the game where the stutters make it kind of cool. Because basically you'll be in like the middle of a firefight and a stutter will happen and everybody's frozen except for a few people who have the equipment and you'll you'll keep fighting them while everybody around you is frozen in time and like there's bullets that are just stuck in the air and there there'll be people who are like in the process of falling down and then what's really cool is when you kill these guys who have the devices um, they'll like fall over, but then they'll they'll get stuck back in time again so they like don't fall over all the way they're just floating in the air. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, That's pretty cool. It's actually aesthetically, it's really, really neat. Like it, it's cool to see, and the combat's fun. Like it, it, it actually plays pretty well. I think it's pretty enjoyable to to shoot people and and use your powers and stuff. Um, what's you haven't talked about the uh, TV element yet? And that's where yet. that's where stuff gets weird. So basically, you're uh, you're a guy named Jack. And the guy, your friend that you went to meet who turns into the bad guy who starts Monarch, his name's Paul. He's played by Littlefinger. <laughs> Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Um, Paul. And so Jack is uh, the one that, who you control for all the shooting segments. But after you get through an act, what's weird is it will switch to Paul's perspective and you're controlling him. And you'll basically just walk around and like look at all the damage that Jack did, and then you'll make a decision for what to do next. Oh. Um, but the thing is, is that he's kind of being portrayed as the bad guy, and so like a lot of these decisions, there's an obvious one that's going to hurt Paul. <laughs> and so it's like, well, why wouldn't I do that? Like, <laughs> why would I? Why would right. I pick this one that's going to help him? So like you're basically deciding. So uh, to, for example, the very first incident that you have, uh, it, it ends with uh, basically a shootout happening at the university where Paul worked. 
And so Monarch has to decide how to handle all the witnesses who saw this shootout because they basically saw that Monarch started it. And so he can either uh, blame Jack for it and and get the witnesses, like threaten the witnesses into releasing statements and kind of leave them as loose ends. Or you can kill all the witnesses and uh, and the public hates you. <laughs> and it's I mean, like, it's like, I don't I have know that you kill all the witnesses. Well, uh, the the public hates you because no one explains how this shootout happened that you were involved in, basically. Um, and all the witnesses mysteriously disappeared, so they put it together. But it's just a decision where it's like, I don't know. I don't care. Like, what does it matter? I picked not to kill them because I just figured I'd be less evil. Um, but ultimately, like, you're, you're playing as the antagonist, and you don't play as him in any other parts of the game. It's only to make these really critical decisions about what happens next to your antagonists. That's really weird. And so it's like, well, why don't I just pick the bad thing? You know, like, I'll pick that. <laughs> now, after you make your choice, that will actually affect the episode of the TV show that you watch. Um, and so there will be little scenes added or tweaked, uh, depending on what choice you make. Um... And so that's kind now of uh, so the FMV is back, sort of. Yeah, uh, it's it's really professionally shot. It looks just like an episode of like Fringe. I would say it's very similar to that in aesthetics, uh, okay. and maybe it just feels that way because of some of the actors from Fringe are in it too. Um, <laughs> but uh, so basically, the way this works is you'll do uh, probably about an hour long segment of shooting, maybe like forty five minutes. You'll make a decision as Paul, and then you'll watch a 20-minute episode of the TV show. And that's the structure uh, as it goes. That's that's pretty weird. No, but it's it's actually not, like, it's how not that weird because Remedy's, you know, Remedy's always, always like, doing this mixed aesthetic things. With Max Payne, they have, like, what, the comic panels, and then... Mm-hmm. And then and then Alan Wake loved doing like the, the episodic previously on Alan Wake and like I just played through all that shit. I don't need to see that. Yeah, um, it's kind of <laughs> like that. And everything everything's structured the same where like it's all split up into acts and so like there's very there's very specific parts of the game where you're doing these different things. Um what here's here's where it doesn't work for me. Uh the 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 narrative choices don't work for me. Because, like I said, I have this weird disconnect where it's like, oh, now I'm the villain. Okay. And then the TV show doesn't work for me because it's almost not at all about Paul and Jack. Like, they're, they're, hardly, That's weird. they're hardly in it at all. The TV show basically tells the story of a bunch of Monarch employees, uh, at, least, <laughs> at least three of whom I have never seen in the game. Uh, they're only... So, so, they're, so you're getting... Three perspectives in the game. Sort of, yeah. That's that's basically what it is. And like, I, I think that you can't help but feel that this is probably happening less because that's what the story called for, and more and more because Aiden Gillen and uh, uh, the guy who plays Jack, they're probably those are probably expensive guys, right? And so it feels like that's why they're not in the TV show. Um, not because the story necessitated, uh, telling it about someone else. So like, it's a bunch of other actors who you've never seen before who play the characters that are primarily littering this, the TV show and they're not bad. Uh, okay. That's what I was going to ask. Are they, are they at least good? No, the, the production's good. The acting's good. Uh, there's even some pretty good action, uh, but what I'm having a hard time seeing is how it all connects to what I'm doing as Jack. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that connection, and so I'm holding off. I-, I think I'm probably one or two acts away from finishing the game, and that'll probably determine how I score it, uh, whether or not basically the TV show had any point whatsoever. That's going right. to make a big difference. 
Um, do do you feel like it's getting up to a point? Maybe. Like, has it, let, let, let me let me ask. Has it has it enriched the experience at all? Because this is what I would think. I would think you play this right, and you you play as the protagonist. You play as the central antagonist, uh, doing two different things, giving you two different perspectives. And then I would think the third perspective, the the, the television show, gives you the fallout of their previous actions. Um, and I would think that's how everything's supposed to work. And I would think, in some sense, since you get this third view of the world, like you're you're you're, you're seriously just getting the um, um, like the the blue collar worker opinion of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I almost feel like I almost feel like when you say monarch, it almost feels like um, Venture Brothers and following the henchmen storylines. I mean, kind um, of, yeah. Like it's kind of like that. <laughs> These are henchmen who wind up turning on monarch and working against them. So interesting. Uh, okay. But I guess the, I, I, you know what it feels like to me? It feels like Agents of Shield, where. Okay. It's right. like they couldn't afford any of the Marvel cast, but they're always like talking about them, and being like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> yeah. did you hear about it's that the Jack guy?" Of Beth in IT. And like <laughs> Beth is one of them. That's her name, actually. Uh, uh, and um, the so here's here's another weird thing that happens by doing it this way. Uh, they portray these characters like they're 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 written pretty well. It gives them all pretty in depth backstories. Like you meet one of their guy, one of the guys, like you see his pregnant wife. Another of the guys, he kind of remains bad, and he winds up, um, even he has, like, a lot of kind of just round, he's very human, you know, like, he's he's kind mm-hmm. of af- afraid of girls. One of the, one of the girls, <laughs> one of the girls kind of tries to manipulate him and asks him to, like, take her to a party, and he's like, oh, a party? And, like, you know, he's, he's, he's very... Uh, very timid and shy and has a lot of human qualities. The problem is, is that then I go back to being Jack and I'm mowing these people down (laughs) with guns all the time. And I know, I know that Remedy was worried about that because what I've noticed is when you go into a room uh, to fight people, it almost always leads with the bad guys having a horrible discussion and basically being the worst people. (laughs) So like, so like you go into a room uh, this no shit this is what they say you go into a room and uh the the guys that you're about to shoot are sitting there having a conversation and they're like have you seen jack around and they're like no no sign of him yet and they're like i heard his brother screamed like a little bitch when he died i hope i make him scream like a bitch too and so like they're just everything they it's, it's kind of like Assassin's Creed Rogue, where, like they try to make him as bad as possible. So, oh man, like these henchmen it, are just—it's it, it, almost like kind of resolving like the Death Star dilemma, right? Because anytime someone talks about blowing up the Death Star, like, okay, but what about all the maintenance people that worked on the Death Star? <laughs> Them? Yeah, well, um, they were. It turns out they were all assholes who who <laughs> mocked your dead brother. Monarch just likes to hire a lot of serial rapists. In the company, it's it's cool. That really They're is like progressive. like everybody it's that like you the, come like across. The background check is: Have you been in prison? No, get out of here. And the thing is, <laughs> a lot of them are going rogue and doing things that like Paul wouldn't have approved. So like, there's a there's a witness who you tell them not to kill. And later on, when Jack encounters them, they're going to kill her anyway. Kill the witness. Sounds like Paul needs to get a hold of his HR department. She's like, "You're gonna kill me anyway," and he's like, "Yep." <laughs> they're just <it's> so weird. <laughs> Uh, but they just, they had to make them as evil as possible to justify you killing all of them. Let me just say this, like, like, even though, even though, um, you're kind of not sold on the game and even though the, the different parts don't work for you, I think you talking about it actually sold me on it a little more because I was going to kind of avoid the title and just let it go. Um, I, I mean, it'd be interesting. I think, I think here's what I'll say. 
I, I, it's a, it's probably going to be a four for me. It's not perfect. There's some little things that bug me, um, but for the most part, like the combat's a lot of fun, and it's a pretty solid little shooter. Um, I think it's definitely an experiment. I think it's definitely not one that we would classify as a success. But I would say it's the first time anybody tried to blend video games and TV, and I didn't outright hate it. <laughs> uh, that's that's good, and that's as good um, as I can give it. Um, it's the best yeah. I got. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll give it a go. And you know, I like I like Alan Wake and Max Payne. So why not? Alan Wake shows up quite a bit. You see his books all over the place in people's houses and they, stuff. They love doing that. They love they love tying together their worlds. Uh, yeah, I I watched a weird. I turned on a TV and watched a really weird trailer for some kind of horror movie. Um, and it's got he's like the studio head at Remedy, and he was the original model for Alan Wake. I can't remember his name. It's Sam something. Um, but uh, it's got him in it, and that feels kind of weird seeing him. <laughs> In this strange little trailer. Just, just out of curiosity, have you ever played um, American Nightmare? I didn't. I Alan Wake pissed me off so much I didn't go back to it. <laughs> um, uh, Hopefully, it's a different a different story. Like it's 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 the only thing it has in common is that it uses the character of Alan Wake, and everything else is totally different about American Nightmare. I guess that's something um, else that could knock the score down. Now I think about it, though, is if they take another nod from TV and don't fucking end it. Right, and they like oh. doing that too. They like they like not doing they like they like not ending their story. Right, and um, and I guess the reason I bring American Nightmare up is because it's kind of the first time they started playing with time travel as a narrative mm-hmm. tool. Um, because in, in American Nightmare, the story was that you were basically looping the same day over and over again, and there are all these women that you're getting to know, and like these women would die horribly at the end of the day, and he couldn't save them. Like that was like the lesson. Um. <laughs> But like he was, he was constantly working. Like each time he would get bounced back to the beginning of the day, he would figure things out again. And it was, it was very Groundhog's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the horrific part is that the women actually retained part of their memories. Like they couldn't remember the exact details, but they're like, "Yeah, I remember dying, and that sucked." Um, but I, I think I think that's the only reason that um, that, that Quantum Break um, kind of reminded me of American Nightmare because. Because now I can see, even though I'm mad at them for dropping Alan Wake, I can see why they kind of headed in that direction with Quantum Break, because that was the first time they experimented with that storyline. Obviously, they liked it. I don't think their writers have the chops to do time travel, but I don't. Right. I also don't know if there's a writer who does. So, Whoever, whoever wrote Chrono Trigger. Yeah, okay, there you go. Chrono Trigger's fine. <laughs> whoever wrote that, that episode of Captain Planet. I mean, Crowd Trigger doesn't really do anything with the timeline. That's that's weird. This is like, this is literally like I went back in time and started a company, and now the company's always been there because I went back in time and started it. And as soon as you start thinking about any of this, like it just, it doesn't. I like uh, I like the movie Looper, how they were like, oh, just don't think about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot like don't Looper. The flat out saying it, just don't how think about, about it. How about Bill and Ted? And, and you know what, Looper's. Looper's a good example of something that I enjoyed, even though it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, this is fine, too, in that regard. I was going to say, what about Bill and Ted? Where, like, you know, we got to take the time the time travel machine to go and find your dad's keys and put them back. Um, Ted's I like, like, but what if it didn't happen? And then Ted reaches into his pockets and he pulls out his keys and Bill goes, but it did happen. <laughs> 
don't know. I love that. I, I, I don't know. It's like the stupidest way to explain time travel ever, but it worked perfectly. Yeah, and that's all they that's all they really do too. They just throw, <laughs> throw a little bit at it. And if if there's not an explanation, they just have kind of some some bullshit to go with it. I don't know. I feel less like I, I feel less like they had a cool story and then they made a game around it, and more like they had a cool game idea and then they just made up a bunch of bullshit to make it work. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. And I, and I think that's totally what happened, especially after American Nightmare. I'm like, hey, this is a this could be a cool mechanic. Yeah, I think they were like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this guy could could teleport through time and freeze people in time? My favorite power, uh, I don't use it a lot, but it's the one that definitely looks the coolest. Is you can uh, you can kind of shoot like a a time ball at someone, and it'll <laughs> it'll ball. it'll freeze them and like everything in their proximity. And, and there's this really kind of cool like wavy effect that goes over them. And then when you shoot at them. Uh, all of your bullets stack and you'll see your bullets uh, just sitting there like glowing red hot ready to just shoot into their chest <laughs> that's awesome and then and then when the time thing kind of expires and lets up all your bullets hit them at once and and they get pretty pretty wrecked so very uh, nice that's pretty satisfying is time ball a scientific term i don't know it, it has another name uh, but i don't remember <laughs> quantum <laughs> sphere it really is something like that i've not yeah, what those shooters will say. I'm not right? saying it. Anyway, we're we're at the hour and twenty minute mark. I'm thinking maybe if it's all right, we can save stories for next week. Um, sure. Because I do want to talk about it. I'm actually really interested in it, but uh, that'll give you a little more time with it and uh, let us yeah. kind of end at a reasonable time here. Um, do you any other quantum break questions? Everybody feels good. It's got Blackula in it. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, it's got it's got uh, Dominic Monaghan, the the Hobbit slash guy oh, from the, Lost. The, yeah, the guy, he was from Oz. He was in the wheelchair. He looks off. No, no, no. That's the black guy. Um, oh. This is this is the, the Hobbit. The Hobbit. There was no black oh, Hobbit. Oh, Dominic. Not, not Dominic. Penny's boat. Yeah, not, Pe- not, Penny's, not boat. Penny's boat. Yeah, Spoiler alert. He was, time, he was time unstuck, so he's perfect. Yeah, Charlie knows a lot about time travel. Anyway, he shows up for about five minutes and then dies. He's like, just Lance, like in Lost. got Lance Reddick. He's like, hey, everybody. Yeah, Lance, Lance Reddick's in it, too. I love Lance Reddick. Every time I see him, I feel like I'm watching any other show. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know why you said procedural. Dominic and I heard Harold. I just wanted Harold to be in it. Yeah, well, maybe he's coming up. I don't know. I hope he shows up and just screams Walt what, all what, through what the credits. Other, <laughs> what, other name, what other names do we recognize in Quantum Break? I forget the guy's the lead's name. Sean Ashmore? I, Iceman. From the shitty X Men. Yeah, movie. he is Iceman from the X Men movies. He actually does a little bit better than I was expecting. Uh, Lance Reddick, uh, Littlefinger, um, Selma Hayek. No Selma Hayek. Not that Cameron I'm, Diaz. I don't Tom so. Hanks. I don't. I don't feel like. I don't know. Holly Berry. I will say. Um, what about Megan Fox? For the most part, everybody looks really good. Like everyone looks exactly like their real life counterparts. Um, except for poor Dominic Mahogan, they fucked him up pretty bad. Do we have like, catch a break? Uh, do we have that issue like in fucking Mass Effect where like they made him look like they had a tumor on their face? No, I think everybody looks pretty good. Um, yeah, he said everyone looked pretty good except for. But I think I thought everyone in Mass Effect looked really good except for who was supposed to be the the world's perfect woman. Yep, the perfect woman who looked like Michael Jackson. She was one of the people that she was actually like 
actually transposed from a character. Okay, so so not to not to go off too much on a tangent, but in um, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed, uh, Juno Eclipse, you know the pilot. Yeah, she's like they like she's a real. For the most part, she's really pretty, except she has this really strange jawline, and it almost looks like her jaw is unhinged because they took like a fifty-year-old woman and then aged her down to like twenty. Um, so her bone structure became like really weird. Um. I don't know. That always bugged me. She kind of insert Joe and eat you with a force. <laughs> Gross. All right. Well, that's a good place for that's, us to. That's sexy, man. That's a good place for us to say farewell here. I think. Um, if you enjoyed our podcast today, I would of course encourage you to subscribe to it on iTunes. To go check out our website, enemyslime.com, uh, and just you know, click all the stuff there. Just click everything. Uh, Dark Souls 3 ends badly. Dark Souls 3. Uh, just click any link that says Dark Souls spoilers. Han Solo dies at the end of Dark Souls. He does, and it doesn't. It's very, very bad. The final boss of Dark Souls 3 is my sin and new boobies, big you know, old boobies. I'm going to go with like the long shot in this Dark Souls, and I'm going to bet that it's going to be a happy ending. Oh, okay. Yeah, things will probably go great. Yeah, no, from from known for the happy ending. All right, I barely know what how any Dark Souls game has ended. So yeah, I think you're actually pretty good. You actually go back in time and start a company. Oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> to stop the whole thing from happening. You become but you're dying. You're, you're dying with every step you take. Anyway, you're Gwyn's own grandpa. Go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Found from software. We're at the Enemy Slam on both of those services, and. Uh,